Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Come on, let's pump it up here. Ready to go to sleep. Come on, pump it up, Ryan. Let's do it, Ava. You got big shoes to fill. Last night, it was just me and Broadway Bill Lee. That's it, two people here, two. I come here during the week, there are like 5,000 people walking around here. I have no idea their names. I don't know what they do other than they scratch their bellies. And they say, oh, you know, I'm a podcaster. I say, really? You're a podcast? Oh, yeah, I got a podcast. How many people listen to your podcast? Maybe four, your family and yourself. Everybody's busy here all during the week. Oh, a lot of bells and whistles and smoke. And then on the weekend, the other side of midnight, right, the best of the other side of midnight, we like breaking all records in terms of the stream and people listening. That's it, two people, me and Broadway Billy. And you know what? You young huckleberries, you hipsters and millennials, Ryan and Ava, we prove you can do more with less. Old school values, you can do more with less. Oh, my God. Oh, I got a fever in my foot. Oh, I don't know, man. You know, oh, my God. I was watching NBA basketball last night. They lost money in FanDuel. Man, let me tell you something. We were kicking it last night, six straight hours to the break of dawn. And so now we got to pump up the volume, man. I'm like, I was ready to go to sleep here. You know, that's not what WABC is. We're like on the cutting edge. And let me tell you, as uh, we speak here in the number one news talk station in the nation, hey, do me a favor here, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin, our uh, weekend producer, get these uh, things up. I know a lot of our hosts and hostesses, they don't like to be seen in our studio. You know, they're shy. They think they're going to get shot, right? Well, I stand at the window and say, go ahead, take your best shot at me. Ryan, keep that music up there. We got to get the energy pumping. Yeah, Brandon, that's all Joe Biden. Down at the Ebenezer Baptist Church, Martin Luther King Jr. and his father before him, and actually uh, invited by U.S. Senator Warlock. I call him Warlock, not Warnock. Lucky to beat Herschel Walker, who in the waning days of that campaign, the runoff, was talking about vampires, bats, and uh, fright movies. Yeah, that, that was bright. But anyway, it was still a close race. So what's the first thing that Senator Warlock did? Let's say, hey, Joe Biden, you got to come deliver a message. First president ever at the Ebenezer Baptist Church in advance of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And there he is, stumbling and mumbling his way. Oh, my God. And what's the most incredible thing is that as he's caught up in this mishigash of, hey, you got any papers on you, classified papers? Do you remember where you put your classified papers, top secret? And he's worse than Vinny the Chin Giganti at his worst when he was roaming around Greenwich Village outside of Washington Square Park, wearing that Irish uh, walking cap and that bathrobe, claiming he was Meshug Tits 
and Ubat. Although he wasn't. Our president sure is. Oh, my God. This guy's like a mindless zombie just roaming around. And it's interesting as I'm scanning the crowd, predominantly black in the black church, in which uh, the Ebenezer Baptist Church is at the epicenter of the African-American community in Atlanta, which is Chocolate City, USA. So, interesting. I could have swore I saw a guy there. I'm zoning in on him. He's a congressman from Augusta, Georgia. That's right. I don't know if they let him play the Masters or not. It doesn't matter. He represents the area, Athens, Augusta, one of those uh, communities there. Not Atlanta. He doesn't represent Atlanta. But he is a kukulamunga. He's a Fruit Loop trooper. He's a nut job like we have discovered so many of the others are in the House of Representatives on both sides of the aisle. We got our crackpots, screwballs, nor dwells on the Republican side. We might as well call them a uh, squad, so to speak. Led by George. I never told the truth in my life, Santos, right? And then on the Democratic side, we have Congressman Hank Johnson, who's sitting there right behind President Biden as he was delivering remarks at the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, side by side with Reverend Slash Senator Warlock. By the way, whatever happened to separation of church and state, right? How the hell can you be a reverend? And then all of a sudden, prostitute yourself in politics, which is sleazy, slimy, and certainly not spiritual. But somehow, some way, certain people indicate, oh, I can tran- I, 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 I can transform myself into a spiritual cocoon. Not, not in the cloakroom of the U.S. Senate. Not in the House of Representatives, not in the executive mansion, the people's house, the White House, although really Joe Biden's house is in Delaware, then he's got the beach house. God only knows how many more top secret documents are sprinkled all over the place. But, look, you got to earn your brownie points. How many sickle fan, toady, and lackey Republicans are there who will just like, yes, yes, boss, whatever you need me to say. That's right, boss. Whatever the party line is. Ruff, 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 ruff. In this particular case, uh, Team Biden is looking for allies, so they said, you know, the president's going to be at the Ebenezer Baptist Church tomorrow. Do me a favor, Hank uh, Johnson. Can you tell the world that this might be an act of technology, that in fact, maybe these top-secret papers that are surfacing on every Biden property or anywhere that he actually copped a squat may have been a plant by who... The Republican deep state. Things can be planted on people. Things can be planted in places uh, and then discovered conveniently. You think we could uh, actually find this guy? He's right there at the Ebenezer Baptist Church. He's sitting in row four right behind the president and Senator Warlock. You know, put him in a straitjacket, take him to a nearby asylum. This guy has mental health issues. And why do I say that? Because back in 2011... This is the very guy, Congressman Hank Johnson, who during a congressional hearing said the island of Guam, in fact, the only place that Michael Bloomberg won with his billion dollars that he spent in the Democratic presidential primary to try to buy the presidency. Hey, how'd that work out, billionaire Bloomberg? The only primary that he won was in the island of Guam. But back in 2011, Congressman Hank Johnson, yeah, he's a veteran. You would think that his constituents would say, man, this guy's a screwball, a crackpot, a nut job, but what the hell? He's the Democrat screwball, crackpot, and nut job. This is an uh, island 
that at its widest level is what 12 miles from shore to shore and at its smallest level uh, or smallest uh, uh, location it's uh, seven miles uh, between one shore and the other is that correct I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Oh, a small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. So 20, 24 miles long, about 7 miles wide at the least widest uh, place on the island and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that, that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that uh, figure with me, <laughs> sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and... Uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh, the Guam population, I think, currently about 175,000, and again, with 8,000 Marines and their families, it's an addition of about 25,000 uh, more uh, into the population. What a schoolboy nut job, crackpot. That was back in 2011, Congressman Hank Johnson. He's in the crowd uh, at the Ebenezer Baptist Church to hear Joe Biden stumble and mumble his remarks at the annual uh, service for Martin Luther King Jr. And now, my guy, again, uh, Ryan, don't miss this one. Let's hear his latest, which is that Biden documents may have been planted by the Republican deep state. Things can be planted on people. Things can be planted in places uh, and then discovered conveniently. You know, America's got uh, an emotionally disturbed person problem. And looking at the House of Congress, both sides of the aisle, you got a lot of school balls right there who need to be committed permanently. Like this Congressman Hank Johnson. And like George, is that really my name, Santos? Oh, yeah, no, but he saw it. He saw a liar. He saw a crackpot. He saw a schoolboy. Yeah, we got to protect him. You know, like squirrels protecting your nuts. Because, remember, the margin of difference between Hakeem Jeffries becoming the Speaker of the House, or McCarthy, who should be in California, right? I mean, his entire state is like underwater. Bakersfield, which never has any water, is underwater. But where is the Speaker of the House? He's right there in Washington, D.C., saying, don't let Santos go, man. We only got a majority of three. Man, we got to flex. We got to get these committee hearings going. We got to put Mad Dog Jordan, uh, you know, on Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. Oh, my God, this is really... This is like bizarro world. Here is McCarthy, Speaker of the House. Where should he be? California. There may be no California left after global warming, climate change. The rains just keep pounding out. There are floods everywhere. Hey, McCarthy, uh, you back in your home district? No, I'm doing the business of the people in Washington, D.C. Now that I'm Speaker, uh, the lobbyists are lining up to wine, dine, and pocket line me and not Hakeem Jeffries. And who's watching a TV today, the giant game against the Vikings? 
a guy who was relegated to the sidelines, his former congressman Joe Crowley the crook, the former head of the Queens County Democratic crooked machine. He was on his way to replacing Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah, he was waiting patiently. And then all of a sudden he decided, I'm not going back to my district in Queens or the Bronx. I'm going to stay right here in Arlington, Virginia. I like it here. Why do I have to go back and do constituent service? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a barmaid named AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democratic Socialists of America, and the Justice Warriors came in and whacked them in the primary. Whacked them. And then won the seat. And right now, Joe Crowley drinking his uh, his Bohawk beers, crying, said, it could have been me. Instead of Hakeem Jeffries, that could have been me, Crooked Joe Crowley. <laughs> hey, tough noogies, guy. You started this avalanche, and yet Democrats will actually continue to be seen with Crooked Joe Crowley. Say, you know, you started this DSA wave by basically mailing it in against AOC. And he said, who knew? Who knew? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And it's so interesting because we talk about more secret papers, more secret papers. I'm listening to our station, Mark Levin, right? He said, yeah, but Trump, it was different. And then you get the Democrats who are saying, oh, no, it was different for then Vice President Joe Biden. In fact, Leonard Green in today's New York Daily News says Don's toilet probably had more docks than Joe's garage. You know, it's worse when the president did it. It's sort of like it's bad when both guys did it, right? Period. Both guys. What is wrong with you people? Oh, no, my guy, he did it better. My guy hid the papers better than the other guy, right? That's really what it comes down to. Instead of just acknowledging no mas, no mas, Trump's a jerk. Biden's a jerk. Uh, over these uh, papers that are stamped constantly, you know, top secret, top secret, top secret. They even stamp the 500 square tissues of the Scott Tissue Paper toilet uh, roll, top secret, each 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 little sheet top secret before the president wipes his tulkus. How ridiculous. And how many of you, you hell bent, you want to get Hunter Biden. I get it. I get it. I was listening to Rudy this morning, 10 to 11. Uh, Rudy, you know, the only thing on his mind was Hunter, 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 Hunter. My kid, my youngest son is named Hunter. He's developing a complex... Hey, where's Hunter, remember? Hey, uh, where's Kevin Jones? I I want that cut right now. When Donald Trump was saying, where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? It's caused my son, my youngest son, Hunter, to go into hiding because he has said to himself, oh, my God. Was Trump actually trying to seek me out? His own schoolmates were saying, how come then President Donald Trump is calling you out, Hunter? And all of a sudden, he had to go into the student witness protection program to avoid surfacing on the radar screen. Well, let me tell you, forget the Department of Justice. Forget the attorney general. Forget senior prosecutors, special prosecutors, JV prosecutors. Forget Jim Jordan flexing with his committee chairmanship. You know, in the House, I'm going to get Hunter Biden. You know where you get him? You get him in family court. I'll get back to that momentarily. Remember when Trump... Trump was looking for Biden. Excuse me, looking for Hunter. Where's Hunter? That's the best we can do? Let me hear it again, Ryan. Now think of it. Where's Hunter? Okay, get, get it. So where is Hunter? I want to see Hunter ask these questions. Hunter, you know nothing about energy. You know nothing about child. You know nothing about anything, frankly. Hunter, you're a loser. 
My poor kid is now walking around thinking, I'm a loser? Then President Donald Trump called me a loser? Hey, it took you a while. Hey, Ryan, you're no Broadway Bill Lee, you know, you hipster millennial uh, generation X, Y, and Z. I got you here. I got Ava. You got a lot to live up to. It's me and Broadway Bill Lee six hours last night by ourselves, and we rocked the house. Rocked the house. Probably had one of our best programs ever. Because we're old school. You do more with less. You don't moan. You don't groan. You don't complain. You don't pick up the phone. Oh, program director, I need help. I don't know what to do. Hey, we patched it through because that's what WABC is, the number one news talk station in the nation. 50,000 powerful watts of sound. Oh, I got beef with Joe Pisco coming up 6 to 8. Uh, the two-hour Sinatra extravaganza. It's sponsored by uh, Ramsey Monster. There are two songs he never plays. Frank Sinatra, South of the Border, which I now use every time I talk about uh, Eric Adams down in El Paso. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. And the coffee song, right, about Brazil. Every time I talk about George Santos, that's my leader. I never hear those songs played by Jersey Joe Piscopo. How come they didn't make his playlist? But I digress. You want to get to Hunter Biden, you don't do it through a special uh, prosecutor. You don't do it through Jim Jordan and his committee chairmanship in the House. You do it in family court. Yes, family court. Why do I say that? Because Hunter Biden, this degenerate, has asked a judge in Arkansas to deny his four-year-old daughter from taking his last name, claiming it's a lightning rod for criticism and would rob the child of a peaceful existence. Now, that's his argument, right? Then all of a sudden, the mother asked the circuit court judge to allow their daughter to take the Biden name, claiming it would benefit their daughter because it is now synonymous with well-being, educated, successful, financially acute, and politically powerful people. We're going to get more information about Hunter Biden in this stupid challenge of his because he's pretentious, he's omnipotent, he's obstinate. He's actually challenging the wife of his mother. You know, it's uh, the love child, right? You know, God only knows how many other love childs he's got out there. How many others, you know, come up, hey, papi, papi. No, that's not my kid. Yeah, yeah, you were smoking crack. He had a gun at your side. That's you. That's you. No, 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 it wasn't me. Let's go to Maury Povich. I want to sit on that stage with Maury Povich in Washington, D.C. Who's your daddy? Right? You got all the brothers there. Who's your daddy? You got all the White Hill Billies. Can you imagine Maury Povich doing a special show just with all the women who say that Hunter Biden, the crackhead, the degenerate, procreated with them and produced a child? You get all this information in family court. Any of you who have ever been in family court, they beat the hell out of you. They do a deep dive. Everything comes to the surface. Nothing is hush, hush, mush, mush. So forget the Department of Justice. Forget the Attorney General. Forget the special prosecutors. Forget Jim Jordan flexing with no jacket on as the committee chairman. I'm going to get you, Hunter Biden, if it's the last thing I do. Forget Rudy Giuliani ranting about Hunter Biden here for a full hour, even though it was he who got the laptop. He who got all of this going. Just leave it at family court. How do I know? Because I've been through the mill. Oh, I've been through the mill. He will not escape family court. This jerk goes to family court in Bill Clinton land outside of Little Rock and says, the child that I created with that hooker from hell, that stripper, should not have my last name. Where are you getting the money to fight this? Why would you even fight that? But then again, you know, I'm a Biden. 
And whatever Biden wants or Biden gets, no matter how degenerative it is, no matter how stupid it is. I mean, look at my father. He's stumbling and mumbling as the most powerful man in the world. And they can't touch this, as MC Hammer says. In fact, that's probably what uh, Hunter Biden will say in court. You can't touch this. And that judge will say, yes, I can, because, you know, this is family court. <laughs> Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Can't handle the problems we have here in the city, so what does he do? He goes south of the border to El Paso. And, you know, he's going to do what Joe Biden uh, didn't do in three hours. So what? Eric Adams has maybe ten hours there. Uh, having been down at the border in El Paso and having spent a lot of time on the Mexican side in Juarez, in the places you should go and in the places you don't want to go. <laughs> Eric Adams getting the Cook's tour down there. You know, he's acting all pensive. He's acting all serious. You know, he's going to deal with this problem, but he won't. He won't name and shame. Joe Biden, he won't name and shame. Giggles Harris, <laughs> the, the so-called Tsarina of the immigration issue for the Biden administration. He won't name and shame Mayorkas. He never names and shames anybody. He's there for a photo op. In fact, uh, Anthony Weiner, who's on with me, left versus right, we'll hear from him momentarily. But let me give you the timeline. Let me take you back to August when all of this was running, I mean, full gear. You remember at that time, Rob Astorino has his own show here on WABC. Right after Left versus Right, me and Anthony Weiner on Saturdays. He's on from 4 to 5. He was at Westchester County Airport, remember? He was saying, look, look at the flights coming in. The unmarked aircraft at night. Look at all the illegals getting off. They're getting on buses. They're going the wrong way on the Hutchinson, the Hutchinson Parkway. And they're heading to where? The Bronx. And then they're going over the Whitestone Bridge. They're going over to the Neck Bridge. And their passengers are departing right on the corner of 103rd, underneath the number 7 train, in the heart of Corona, Elmhurst, and Jackson Heights. Did Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, say anything? Of course not. Of course not. And then remember how Governor Abbott, who was being vilified by the Democrats, he called out not only Eric Adams of New York City, but Rada of uh, Washington, D.C., and he said, hey, come on down to the border. This is back in August. First-class accommodations, I'll pay for the flights. You get an opportunity to see the real Michigan going on here. Abbott, Give me- and they're a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, they're fine with illegal immigration flooding across our borders and the crisis caused by the Biden administration as long as it stays down in Texas. That's right, but it doesn't stay down in Texas because Abbott, remember, and then all of a sudden you had Ducey, the governor in Arizona, and DeSantis, starting to ship the illegals north of the Mason-Dixon line. And all of a sudden, all the Democrats, liberals, and progressives were getting upset. But at that particular point, when Abbott was putting on the illegals from Venezuela, coming through Eagle Pass, pounding the Greyhound, who met them at the Port Authority in one of the first press opportunities? Well, of course, it was Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who was saying, hey, who's your Papa Chulo? 
Who's your, who's your daddy? It's me. Come one, come all to Nueva York. It's unimaginable uh, that what uh, the governor of Texas has done. When you think about this country, a country that has always been open uh, to those who were fleeing uh, persecution and other intolerable uh, un- uh, conditions, uh, we've always welcomed that. And this governor is not doing that in Texas, but we are going to set the right message, the right tone of being here for these families. Yeah, boy, that changed quick. And then all of a sudden, in partnership with him, with Santa Claus, Cardinal Dolan of the Archdiocese, he was down there giving away our tax dollars through Catholic charity. That's right, not the Catholics' money. Uh, the tax dollars that were being uh, laundered money laundered through Catholic charities by the federal government, the state government, and, yes, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Because, let me tell you something, this is a racket, this is a business. And there was Cardinal Dolan acting like Santa Claus. He took a photo op, and one of the first two guys to get off there, the jackals, uh, were members of MS-13. You could see their tattoos on their neck like a giraffe. And, and they're looking like, oh, my oh my God, the Cardinal is welcoming us. These just aren't cases. These just aren't, uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey, mm, mm. but yet they're filled. They're, I don't see any animosity oh, or any. Yeah. They're filled with gratitude. Yeah, they said yeah. people have helped us on the way. Yeah. The church has been there. Yeah, of course, of course. You need people in the pews. You need parishioners on Sunday. You, you got on. You can roll a Brunswick bowling ball through the pews of a local Catholic parish. You can't even get priests, right? You got to bring them in from Colombia, Poland, India, Nigeria, they can't even find their way around the neighborhood without a map. Yeah, you're so desperate to keep your churches open. You say, oh, my God, who are the only true believers left in the world who believe our dogma, all our nonsense, all our propaganda? That's right. The people of Central America, South America, and, yes, the West Indies and Caribbean. Let them come on in because we need people in the pews. And, in fact, even though they may be given some pesos when we put the wicker basket through, okay, they can't afford to contribute to the Cardinals Fund. Then there's another round, the Bishop's Fund. Then there's another round, the school fund. Then there's another round, the parish fund. Hey, a few pesos here. Who knows? One day they may own, that's right, Goya Foods and live the American dream. And then they'll leave us an endowment. You see, that's how it works. Only one out of every hundred may realize the American dream. But you know something? It's not our dollars. It's the federal dollars that they, that Joe Biden gives to Catholic charities. And we continue in the business of paying for the tickets for all these illegals to come up to New York City. Now, did uh, Eric Adams uh, say anything about Catholic charities and Cardinal Dolan? Of course not. He doesn't have the weight to take on the Catholic Church. And did he say anything about his very dear friend, the schmuck de putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, who actually said, we need the illegal aliens because you Americans are not procreating. You're using the Jimmy Cap. You're using marital contraceptions. And because of that, we have population depletion. Now more than ever. We're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. 
The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. All 11 million or how many the undocumented there are here. Underlay, underlay, come, come. We want to keep the Democratic Party in power. Remember what they did in the five boroughs, the city council. The, the slackers, the deadbeats, they actually, remember, passed the law that would give those with green cards and those with working visas an opportunity to vote in municipal elections. And it almost went through. Thankfully, the Republicans, Ed Cox, the former chairman, uh, you had Vito Fasella, you had Nicole Maliotakis, you had Joe Borelli, you had Langworthy, the state chairman. They all went to court. They blocked it. But you know they're going to try it again. And if that ever happens... There's no Republican who can ever win again in the five boroughs, including in Staten Island, which is Staten, Italy, which is the Republican enclave. So take that. I, I need to hear that again, uh, Ryan. I know you probably had wax in your ears. Yeah, you need to understand, both you and Ava, this new generation of hipsters, millennials, Generation X, Y, and Z, you no longer should be using condoms, having safe sex. You should no longer have marital contraceptives because you're not pro-creating enough, according to the schmuck, the putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. That's why we need the illegals. We were notified yesterday. No, 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 Chuck Schumer. On now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. You know, I traced this back to junior high school when I went to uh, Bill C. Junior High School, uh, and they started to teach us... Um, Sex education, you know, with the Chiquita banana and the condom that we weren't able to put on the banana. They started to teach us how not to have unwanted children, how to have safe sex, to avoid HIV AIDS, to avoid hepatitis C. As a result of that, these Jimmy Camps, these condoms, we haven't met our mission, according to General Schumer, to procreate and populate so that we don't need the illegal aliens. You see, we're to blame. We followed everything they said. We cut down on the number of kids we had. We couldn't afford them. And they say, you know, if you can't afford them, don't expect them to exist on Uncle Sam's dime. We the sucker taxpayer's dime. We did all of that. And now we sit here. And who blames us condescendingly with his Sunday afternoon weekly press conference with the glasses down on his nose saying, you see, if only you had had more sex, created more babies, we wouldn't have to bring in all the illegals. Andale, andale, andale. Isn't it great to be an American? Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Joe Piscopo in the, in the house? Where is he? Hey, Joe, where are you? South of the border, down Mexico way. I've had this conversation with Jersey Joe Piscopo a million times. He's like Stunard, right? It's like everybody else in talk radio, I and me, not us. And we, hey, Joe, how come you never play this song? 
I mean, you play the great Sinatra classics. How come you never play South of the Border, which is my theme song now whenever we talk about border issues now that Eric Adams, Swagger Man Without a Plan, has discovered we have a border issue in El Paso. So what is, where is he? Photo up, photo up. How come, how come he never plays? I don't understand why he doesn't play this. Hey, Joe, Giuseppe. I want to hear this. You know, hey, hey, Hoboken Mary. I want Hoboken Mary to call up. She gives him Ajita and demand that Joe Piscopo from now on play this classic South of the Border and the coffee song. The coffee song made in George Santos land, Brazil. I never hear the coffee song either. I'm telling you, I got a list of grievances here. So far, Ryan and Ava, Hipster Millennials, Generation X, with the help of our uh, weekend producer, Kevin Jones, you can't match the energy, the intensity of the dynamic duo last night when there was only two of us in the number one news talk station in the nation. Broadway Bill Lee, 40 years at WCBS, courtesy with 35 years here AM Talk Radio, most at WABC. And we killed it. We killed it. Meantime, you're all scurrying around. Gee, Wes, you can't keep up with this old conscious sleeve. Isn't he AARP yet? Yeah, long time ago, Ryan. Long time ago, Ava. Long time ago, Kevin. But let's get back on track. After all that craziness of all the people making excuses for illegals pouring into New York City that we've had to pay for with our tax dollars, no help from Joe Biden. No, no, I guess uh, the Biden of Brooklyn, Eric Adams, couldn't get any money from his friend. No money from Hoko. Hoko said, I didn't even think that it was of importance to mention in my inaugural address. Not anything. And this Eric Adams said, please just take 500, put them upstate. There's nobody living upstate anymore. They've all fled to Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Tennessee. Please. Oh, man, it played you like a sucker, Eric. And so then all of a sudden, Eric, realizing there's no money here. He said the inn is closed. He said the inn was closed last week to our own Sid Rosenberg in the morning. All of a sudden, his newfound metrosexual friend, Sid Rosenberg. We were notified yesterday that the governor of Colorado is now stating that they are going to be sending migrants to places like New York and Chicago. Uh, this is just unfair uh, for local governments to have to take on this national obligation. We've done our job. Uh, there's no more room at the end. No more room at the end. Remember, he told that to Sid. Well, where were you back in August? You had Rob Astorino. You had Governor Abbott. You had everybody saying, danger, 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 Mayor Adams, danger. He did nothing. He ignored it. And then all of a sudden, he decided, you know what I got to do? I got to go down to the border. I finally got to go down to the border. I got to have my photo op. And out of everyone that criticized him here at WABC, of course, not uh, not Sid Rosenberg in the morning. He's like swapping spit with him. He's like tongue-kissing the mayor. Certainly you expect it from me. But Anthony Weiner? who supports Eric Adams for almost everything he does. Listen to what he had to say with me, left versus right, Saturdays, 3 to 4, before Rob Astorino comes on from 4 to 5. You and I have both, we've had a life in politics. You less than I, but you've, you've done it on the big stages running for mayor. It's a photo op. It's to call cameras to a place that you can talk to them and try to get out your message. My beef with this is not that you're doing something symbolic, but symbolic of what? 
if you're, you, you, your job, Mr. Mayor, is not to try to figure out immigration policy. It's not. It's to try to figure out the impact of immigration, both good and bad, on your city and how to maximize the good and minimize the bad. That's your job. And you do that from here in New York. You do it by calling Chuck Schumer. You do it by calling Hakeem Jeffries. You don't do it by meeting the mayor of El Paso. Yes, we know we have a problem down there. Now, the president is a different story. He goes down. He has good meetings with the president of Mexico, as I've explained on my show and on this show. Part of the challenge with remain in Mexico and these other things is if we're going to stop people at the border and expel them, we need Mexico to cooperate. We can't just drop some. We we can't drop someone from Nicaragua in Mexico unless Mexicans say it's okay. Exactly. And we can't send them back to places like Venezuela because we have no relationship no. with people in or, Venezuela or to Nicaragua or to Cuba. Right. We have that. We so you need remain in Mexico requires that the Mexicans cooperate with us. He got some cooperation. That's a good thing. It's not the answer. I think he's exactly right to take a tougher line. One of the reasons why we have these problems is a lot of people made the calculation after Trump things are going to be easier. I'm going to try to make that 5,000-mile trek. But, you know, if you're going to go do a photo op as president, that's one thing. I don't understand what Eric Adams is doing there. I'm a supporter of the mayor. I want him to do well. Well, uh, right? Coming from me, you'd get people like Sid say, oh, you're always criticizing the mayor. Anthony Weiner. You think he's going to be persona non grata now at City Hall? You know, Anthony Weiner on the line. Click. You know, because if you don't profess love for Eric Adams, you're pers- <coughs> persona non grata. Yeah, you, you get the F-bomb dropped on you like I had last week on the subway train. Oh, yeah. F you. Hey, Anthony, don't worry about it. Man up. You did the right thing. That's why it's so important to listen to left versus right. Two guys who've been in the political mix on different sides of issues. And you heard Anthony Weiner say to his friend Eric Adams, the guy he supported against me, what the hell are you doing in El Paso? What are you there for a photo op? Huh? 1-800-848-9222. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. What did these Norderwells want here? They wanted Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, right? Immigration, man. Come on, Kevin. This, this is the immigrant song. Although it has to do with uh, McWhitey Whitey's coming in. From the Nordic countries and landing in Bay Ridge on 3rd Avenue. Leif Erickson. Eric DeRed, right? He claimed they discovered the new world. Think again. I'm sorry, squareheads, Norwegians. Say it ain't happening. But, oh, what a classic song. Pump it up here, Ryan. Have to wake up, WABC, man. I was listening to all these programs. I'm like... By the way, uh, in waking him up yesterday, we were handicapped overnight, me and Broadway Bill Lee, and I did a special segment because we had a sort of pirouette. You know, it's all improv here. That's what makes for great radio. Not like Joe Biden sucks, uh, uh, mm, mm, Donald Trump's falling off his horse, this sanctimonious will be the next president, right? It's like a carbon copy almost all the shows. Now I said, what am I going to do? It's only two of us here. You know, 5,000 people here Monday through Friday. I don't know who they are, what they do, but only two of us. I say, you know, this is like a Stephen King novel. 
It's like you're stuck in an elevator and you have to ask for your final song to be played because you're going into the bowels of hell. And man, the phones blew up. People were calling up from all over the world. All over the world. I mean, ACDC, right? That one, the man, it was Ozzy. I mean, it was right on down. Van Halen, running with the devil. You know, all the holy rollers, they were like, oh, man, I'm turning this off. I'm going to go straight to hell without an asbestos suit. But we rocked the mic. You see, that's what you got to do. You do more with less. We had probably some of our best programming with only two people instead of the normal three. And Avery is extraordinarily good. But he was away on Operation Hush, Hush, Mush, Mush, sent out there by the suits, the mockers, the muckety-mucks, our owners. They wouldn't tell me what his secret assignment was. Do you know what? Yeah, we moan and groan like you hipsters and millennials, Generation X, Y, and Z. Hi, Ava. Huh? I'm right. No. We sucked it up. And, man, people were calling from all over the world because when the sun goes down, the 50,000 powerful watts of sound on your terrestrial radio can be heard in 38 states, parts of Canada, a sliver of, of Europe, and right on down to Davy Jones's locker between the Bahamas, which is a sanctuary for all those cryptocurrency pirates, and Bermuda. And then if you have the app, crystal clear, people are saying, I'm listening to you on the app in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. That's right, overnights, because we're the better side of the other side of midnight. And people calling in their song requests. I said, move over, Cousin Brucey. S, who's your daddy? Curtis Lee, we're here rocking the mic. And man, we had the best two hours in radio because it was entertainment. Weren't straining the brain with politics, politics. Republicans great, Democrats suck. Oh, look at me, I'm reading the same copy that all my other colleagues read all day long. Yeah, yeah, play immigration, man, like everybody else. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. I love Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. I play a lot at CSNY. I sided with them against Spotify, against Musclehead Joe Rogan, remember? I was there with David Crosby, who wrote that special song for my version, The Other Side of Midnight, which is the best. Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, and, of course, Neil Young from Canada. And the squeeze of all squeezes, I think she had relationships with all four. Joni Mitchell from Canada herself, who wrote the theme for Woodstock, couldn't be there, a half a million strong in the summer of 69. So she said, boys, get on the stage and blow it out. And they did. See, this is music here. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan is shaking his head. That's about all he can do. You know, I'm not Broadway Bill Lee. I'm not Curtis Lee. You know, we don't have the stripes here. You got to earn your stripes the hard way. <clears throat> well, let's go to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who thinks like all politicians, Republican and Democrats, that we're all stunned. We're stupid. We can't remember what was said five minutes ago, never mind five hours ago, five days ago, five weeks ago, five months ago. Well, let's take you back to August. When all of a sudden, the army of illegal aliens were bum-rushing the border, and Governor Abbott decided, oh, so Eric Adams, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to criticize me? I had no intention of sending the illegals to New York. I was just going to send them to Washington, D.C., the federal city, because I wanted Biden to have to deal with him. Uh, Giggles Harris, I wanted Congress to deal with him. But now, you want to have a high noon shootout with me? Guess where the next few buses are going? The Port Authority of New York. And then all of a sudden, Eric Adams was like, where are we going to put him? Oh, by the way, look at 
Oh, the Milford Plaza there, right? It's in bankruptcy. Bank of America, they own the paper on it. They have an LLC in charge now. It's called NYC Row, the, em- the empty rooms. Were they charging us what? Oh, are they friends of Adams? They contributed to our campaign. Good. $500 a night? Isn't that a little steep? All right, let's pay the freight. 600 rooms at $500 a night. Sucker taxpayers, where did the illegal aliens get housed? Remember the Milford Plaza? Come on along, I'll take you to the lullaby of Broadway. The Gray and Valley Who? The lullaby of Broadway. And in the center of it all is the Milford Plaza. Stay at the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail, dinner, and breakfast for $49.50 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby. Uh, Phil, $500 a night. And thank God for the New York Post. They sent their intrepid reporters in, and they blew it up on the front pages day after day. All these ungrateful Venezuelans housed at our expense. Uh, I'm not going to say it's top-shelf five-star hotel. The Milford Plaza never was. But it ain't the Notel Motel Holiday Inn Express. It ain't Super 8. It ain't Motel 6. It's right there on 46th and 8th Avenue. And we're giving them food, right? Processed food. It's in little containers and trays. We don't need that freaking food. It's uh, We need our own cultural food. So they're dumping it in trash bags every day. Then you walk into their rooms. They got the corona everywhere. They cerveza everywhere. They're smoking weed. They're in the stairwells of the old Milford Plaza having sex, orally fixating one another at taxpayers' expense. And you would say, Eric Adams, you're paying for that. That's on time, right? And you think you have any security and supervision, huh? They're taking full advantage. You're giving them Obama phones, swag bags. More than American homeless get. More than the veterans who happen to be homeless get. I think what would have been better spent with Eric Adams' time, rather than going for a photo op at the border, is using his chef skills. How many times, Ryan and Ava, has he put on the chef's apron to teach us how to eat a more healthy meal, how to make food at a much more inexpensive rate than what we're getting ripped off for to feed these illegal, ungrateful aliens who then throw all the food in the garbage? Listen to the mayor. But we want to show New Yorkers how you can have culturally sensitive food that is healthy. What the hell is culturally sensitive food? If I ain't got no food and you give me a bagel with a schmear on it with a little butter, I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank No, no, the Venezuela. We don't eat no freaking bagels. Man, what are you talking about, man? We want hot meals. We want, we want con arroz habichuelas with chuletas, pork chops. What? What? And then all of a sudden, remember Eric Adams? He was busting his uh, chef's apron with pride when he turned to one of his many deputy mayors. I can't even keep count of all of them. I don't know what they do other than have no-show jobs. I'm still looking for Dawn, the deputy mayor, who's supposed to register me as an intern so I can work my way up the bureaucracy there and officially become New York City's rat star. By the way, you notice how he ran away from that. One thing I can tell you. A lot of rats down in El Paso at the border, right there in the Rio Grande. Big as horses, put a saddle on them, and ride them north past the Mason-Dixon line. But here's what the mayor said. He could survive on $10 a day. $10 a day. A few weeks, 
uh, I'm going to have Rachel put through a program where I'm going to live off of $10 a day by eating a healthy plant-based diet. Now, when he told that to the McWhitey-Whiteys, you know, the uh, journalists who cover him, uh, who he badgers, who he bullies, did any of them ever follow up like I follow up and said, Eric, you don't survive on $10 a day. You don't pay for any of your meals. You're over there at Ostera La Maya there with your two crooked felon friends, the Petrosians, getting free food. Who are you kidding? And then, of course, when Eric Adams decided to lecture all of us, that, okay, maybe there's Biden inflation. Maybe eggs are skyrocketing. You know, it's like, what, $19 a dozen, something crazy like that. Have no fear. Eric Adams, chef extraordinaire, can teach you how to feed a family on $3, a bag of lentils, three meals a day, a family of four for three days. You figure out the rest. There's a myth out there that states eating healthy is too expensive. Uh, you can take a bag of lentils, which costs around about $2.80. You can make lentil stew, lentil burger. Uh, you can make lent- lentil uh, pasta. So why doesn't he go into the old Milford Plaza, where there's like 600 illegal Venezuelans fornicating, copulating, orally fixating one another, smoking weed, drinking Corona, and throwing the food out and say, hey, I'm going to teach you how to make your own culturally sensitive foods. And we're going to start with a $3 bag of lentils that are going to feed a family of four three squares a day for three days, figure out the math, and you know what they're going to say to him? Get the F out of here. Man, I want con arroz habichuelas, right, with the little chuleta on top. And I want you, our Maytag, to fix it for us right here on our hot plate. That's right, Eric Adams. We've seen you on Telemundo and Univision with your chef smocks on, you know, like all of a sudden you're Emerald Lagasse. We want you to fix our meals. And by the way, what do you have for dessert? What do you have on the menu for dessert? These ungrateful, kick their ass out of here, tell them go back to Chavez land, Maduro land, ship them back to Venezuela, ship them back to, uh, oh, that's right. You remember who loved or Daniel Ortega, Emperor for Life in Nicaragua, who loved them. That's right, Bill de Blasio, the part-time man, the dope from Park Slope with his wife, Charlene, you know, who did the Puff Puff Pass, Maui Waui Hindu Kush. <sighs> Ooh, Eric, try this. It's really good stuff. Uh, he, uh, oh, they loved the Sandinistas. You remember? They were there with Daniel Ortega, the pedophile on a pedestal. He's still there. He's arrested all of his insurgents. The only one he hasn't arrested? The Cardinal. He's smart enough not to arrest him. But everybody else into the gulag. And then, of course, behind the sugarcane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro's Cuba, where Joanne Chesimard, the cop killer, is celebrity number one. Where? Who went there to see her after they were married? That's right, Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, with a, a woman named Charlene, who is a hardcore lesbian, who all of a sudden, while in the basement of City Hall, working for Deputy Mayor Bill Lynch in the Dinkins administration, saw Bill de Blasio, the Italian stallion, and said, you know something? I'm no longer a hardcore lesbian. I have the urge to merge with you. Puff, puff, pass. Hey, right, 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 right. right. Oh, my God. And then, of course, there's Haiti. What a miss you got. The gangs control Port-au-Prince. 
And that's where all the illegals are coming from now. And you heard, oh, we can't send them back there. Yes, we can, Anthony Weiner. Oh, yes, we can. Put them on the boats, ship them back, and tell them the same boats you came here, and now you're complaining about your food, where you're staying, that you don't have cerveza, you don't have weed, you don't have sex. Get the hell out of our country and go back where you came from. But none of these elected officials would say that. None of them. Not the Democrats, not the Republicans, because they don't have culiones. They don't have huevos. They've lost their man and womanhood long ago. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. A kiss may be grand, but won't pay the rental on your humble flat or help you at the automat. You see, Ryan Aver, hipster millennials, Generation XYZ, lost generation. You see the eclectic music we play here. We go from Sinatra, we go to Marilyn Monroe, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. We do Led Zeppelin, the immigrant song. We do it all here. Because you do prep. You don't want to come saying the same old thing, playing the same old songs time and time again. You want to conflate the music with the subject matter. And you want to do subjects that none of the other talk show hosts or hostesses want to talk about because they're too busy sharing their talking points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Male yentas, female yentas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trump has fallen off his horse. Biden sucks. And DeSantis will be the future president, right? I can repeat it. Like, like if all of a sudden I had two or three hours of sleep. Not here. We're pumping up the volume. If we were able to knock it out of the house, just two of us last night, Broadway, Bill Lee, yours truly, Curtis Lee, six hours globally. We had calls coming in from Kuala Lumpur in Thailand. We had calls coming in from Australia. We had calls coming in from Canada. We had calls coming in from the Ukraine. No, no, it's not Ukraine. For me, it'll always be the Ukraine. Kiev, right? Oh, Kiev. Get the hell. Wait, wait, it's just wokeism, right? It will be that way for me until the day I die. Could well be I walk out of here and one of my many enemies decide, hey, you know something? I like what you were talking about, shooting them right between the eyes, but now meet your maker, Sleeva. <laughs> duck, duck, cover. Anyway, uh, from Marilyn Monroe, why would I be playing uh, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend? We know they are. In fact, sometimes when you're a really, bro- Ryan, you'll learn this, you're a really bad boy, Kevin Jones, you're a really bad boy, because you have libido issues, and like typical men, you lie, 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 lie to girlfriends, gumadas, wives, oh, not me, absolutely not. Sometimes, sometimes, not most times, diamonds can assuage those women who have been beaten down by you unmercifully, not physically, but emotionally over and over and over and over again. So there are a lot of guys with guilt, right? They have guilt, they got some guilt, and they decide, let me go to a jewelry store. But I don't want to go to the big chain jewelers. I want to go to the local guys and gals I've been dealing with. Well, let's see. You got the Armenians. They've been at this for centuries. Okay. Russians, they're new on this, but, hey, they're growing fast and furiously. You got the Orthodox Jews. Yeah, that's right. Okay. 
All right, right, I get it. Oh, and then there's a little mom and pop shop in the neighborhood. Like, for instance, with a plague of smash and grab robberies in which they're coming in now in Brooklyn. All right, enough of Marilyn Monroe, enough of that. Sheesh, making me nauseous there. Not really a singer, you know, Marilyn Monroe. Now, hey, let's face it, you know, Mr. President, happy birthday, JFK, the old guard. Meantime, uh, they were having an affair on the side. Everybody knew that, 50th and 8th, the old guard. Okay, we're, we're not reliving history, although we are. Because I have a solution to all these smash and grab, these jewelry store robberies that are everywhere now. They're everywhere because, you see, the mutts, the scales, the criminals realize there are no ramifications. There are no complications. You don't have to worry about it, even if you get arrested. Even if you look in the cameras, the security cameras, as was happening in Williamsburg. That's right, Ryan and Haven, all the bars and restaurants, the trendy bars and restaurants you go to. This guy was hitting them, clipping them one after another and waving in the camera. No mask on. No mask. No mask. Hey, you can't touch this like MC Hammer. All over there. And all these hipsters and millennials, they're liberals, they're progressives. They still have their Black Lives Matter T-shirts, you know, that you wore proudly in the summer of 2020 when you were crossing the Brooklyn Bridge down to uh, Occupy City Hall. You remember, that's right, we're there for George Floyd. We'll burn this baby down. Hawk Newsom, yeah, yes, yes, Mr. Black Man, we're just, we're just little white people. Please don't yell at us. Don't bully us. Hawk Newsom of Black Lives Matter. What should we do? Oh, uh, uh, all, all cops are bastards. ACB, all cops are bitches. ACB, we'll put the graffiti up there. F the police, right? Yeah, let's, let's take photo bombs. Let's send it back to mom and dad in Iowa where there are more pigs than people. Idaho where there are more potatoes than people. Oh, they're gonna be so proud of us. It's like the civil rights years of Martin Luther King Jr. Not, not, no, no. What did it turn out to be? Big large mansions. Big, large men, suckers. And you know what's going to happen over the next 24 hours. Now that Biden over there at the Ebenezer Baptist Church uh, was doing his spiel, you know, mumbling and stumbling around in Atlanta next to uh, Reverend Warlock, who is the U.S. Senator. Whatever happened to separation of church and state? But I digress. We're going to have it on our show, 24 hours, a tribute to Martin Luther King Jr., deserves it and more. But the guests, I'm, I'm going to repeat, lip sync what all guests say. What would Martin Luther King Jr. have done? How would you know? How many years ago was he assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee? And now oh, he would have been at the border. Look. And I say to myself, whoa, hold on. You're not a student of history. Martin Luther King Jr., along with Robert Kennedy, and the other uh, great figures of the time would go see a man named Cesar Chavez. Not Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. A lot of people say, Hugo Chavez. No. Cesar Chavez of the United Farm Workers Union. And they would go pay tribute to him because he had organized the field workers. Wait a second. I can't say field workers anymore. The University of South Carolina, the Gamecock, says that that is a reference to slavery. Yeah, well, maybe indentured servitude, too, because those farm workers, they were getting nothing under the sun, pesticides on their head. So Cesar Chavez organized them and all the great leaders of the time. They they all slept to pay tribute to Cesar Chavez. A lot of them never listened to what Cesar Chavez said. First off, you big-time religion guy, uh, Roman Catholic, hardcore, pro-life. Yeah, yeah, did pro-life. 
Uh, but, oh, don't say anything. Come on. That'll get people upset if we actually pay tribute. We had idolatry towards Cesar Chavez, head of the uh, United Farm Workers Union. You know, boycott lettuce. Not the romaine. What is it? Iceberg lettuce. That's right. Not the romaine lettuce. And the grapes. Oh, I can't eat those grapes. Uh, no, no grapes for you. No grapes for you. And he was opposed to illegal aliens coming in. What? The great Mexicano, the Chicano himself, Cesar Chavez, who had the Lady of Guadalupe, the symbol of the Blessed Mother in South America, Central America, and Mexico there, not our Blessed Mother, the Lady of Guadalupe. Same thing. Although us Polish, we have the uh, Lady of Chesterhova. She's black. Did you know that? Ryan is like, what? Abe is like, what? You're Polish? And the Blessed Mother is black. Yeah, go to Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Look at the shrine there, the Lady of Chesterhova. Black! How did that happen? Oh, we'll have to do a whole show on that. But you caused me to digress again. So here's uh, Cesar Chavez. Remember, not Hugo Chavez of Venezuela. And they're all schlepping to him, and he goes, I'm opposed to illegal aliens coming in. Oh, shh, don't say that. I'm a liberal progressive here. I'm supposed to be welcoming them. Yeah, I'm opposed because if they come in here, our wages that we fought hard to get are going to plummet. So they have to they have to come in legally, or our work will be for naught. Shh, don't mention just photo op, photo op with Cesar Chavez. Don't worry about all the things he really stands for. Nah, nah, nah. well, you can say if ever a reporter comes, you know he's pro life. I didn't know that. You know he's opposed to illegal aliens coming. I didn't know that. I need the photo op, right, as part of my uh, my propaganda to get a to show that I'm a liberal progressive like Bobby Kennedy, right, like Martin Luther King Jr. I, I, get out of here. Right, come on. And now that was then. Democrats were opposed to illegals coming in. Republicans opened it up cheap labor. Come on. What all? That's back then, 60s, 70s. And now it's like the reverse. Republicans don't let anybody in. Democrats let them all in. And they play us for suckers. They play us for suckers like a Dunkin' Yo-Yo. Walk the dog, right? Put the dog to sleep. You remember when you Dunkin' Yo-Yo? You wouldn't know that, Ryan and Ava. This is before your generation. Back then, right, in the 60s, 70s, Republicans let them in, cheap labor. Democrats know the illegal aliens because we're supporting labor, the AFL-CIO, and that will uh, that will affect our benefits and our hourly wage. That was then. then or oh, you just flipped it all over. Now Republicans, don't let anybody in. And the Democrats, let them all in. Same people, right? You ask, where were you in the 60s and 70s? Well, don't ask me that question. That's kind of embarrassing. That's like asking me in the 90s, where were you about gay and lesbian marriage? Well, I was with the Biden. excuse me, I was with the Bidens, I was with Obama, I was with the Clintons, defense of the marriage act. You can't get married, right, Schumer? Now all of a sudden, everybody gets married. See, see, track, don't be stunat. Don't be what these politicians want you to be, Democrats and Republicans. They treat you like dreck. They think you're stupid. They think you can't remember what happened five seconds ago, five minutes ago, five days ago, five weeks ago, five months ago, five years ago, and that you will completely forget and applaud them like seals. Well, let's talk about something I know about, and that's all these robberies of jewelry stores, vicious robberies, I might add. You've seen them on your nightly news. 
And they're happening in neighborhoods where, that's right, Brian, neighbor, your hipster and millennial friends live. Those who are followers of AOC, All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the squad members, the Democratic Socialists of America, and, of course, the Justice Warriors, some of them living on blind trust. They're here, oh, look, look, I, I, I'm living in a brownstone in Park Slope, and, you know, don't ever call the police. Don't call 911. They're fascists. Fascists. So let me give you the story of uh, one family who came over, like so many immigrant families, the right way, I might add, you know, dotted every I, crossed every T. Uh, they got all their papers in order. They had their sponsors. They worked hard. And, in fact, they, they have that same value system that I have professed, which is that you have got to figure out when you got problems, instead of moaning, groaning, and complaining, you just got to go out there and get it done. And that's what they did. I want to tell you about this uh, family. They're from the tribe of Cohen. They really haven't gotten enough attention and recognition. They should have. But, oh, my God. They had a uh, jewelry store, Leffrey's Garden in Brooklyn. You saw the patriarch. He's there till uh, like, 7 o'clock every night. He'd go in and do his work. It's a mom-and-pop shop. And then all of a sudden, these black thugs came in. They're right there on video for 20, 30 minutes. They beat the living daylights out of this guy. They whacked him, and they're talking. You can hear on the audio, they're saying, we didn't bring enough uh, pillowcases, man. Just take the trays. We'll walk outside. Nobody will say anything. And the poor guy calling, he's like laid up in the hospital. He's got, he's got tubes, uh, orifice, in every orifice of his body. He'll survive, but let's face it, he's traumatized. He's traumatized. Has the Adams administration done anything for him? Has uh, Police Commissioner Sewell visited him at his bedside? Of course not. She's too busy for photo ops. You know, won't even come and move into New York City. Hey, lady, you've been there for a year. The contract says after six months, you got to come and live in New York City. No, nah, I'm not living in New York City. It's too dangerous. I'll live out here in Nassau County. <laughs> this poor guy is suffering in the hospital now. These two mutts, these two scales. Stole all the jewelry, pistol whipped him, beat him over and over again within an inch of his life. And you say, okay, how are you going to give these jewelry store operators some relief? And that's when I said, oh, man. And I proposed it last week, and the police department uh, just shut me down because they said, wait a second. What do you want to bring back, Curtis? You want to bring back the NYPD stakeout squad? Very effective when I was a kid. These were men. They were not in uniform. They were dressed uh, like DTs undercover. And let's say your jewelry store was getting hit over and over. Regal Park, Forest Hills, Highland Boulevard. Uh, It could be Leffert's Gardens. It could be Flatbush. It could be Park Slope. It could be all these areas. And they would say, do we have permission to stay in your back room? Say, of course. We've been hit six times, man. It's like we're going to have to go out of business and move to Florida. That was back in the 60s. Yeah, it was the migration of Florida back then. So the NYPD stakeout squad, which was part of the old emergency service division, very affected. And uh, the only reason they would disband it is they killed too many of the guys coming in with guns in the air like they just don't care, ready to shoot. And they used to have their Winchester uh, shotguns in the back. And they would sit there. They'd read the Daily News. 
didn't read the New York Post. That was the afternoon paper at the time, liberal paper. No, they read the Daily News. They read the Daily Mirror. Some of them a little more upscale, the Journal American. They sat, had they smoked cigarettes. You could do that back then. Had the cup of coffee. And they just waited. And then when the mutts and skells would come in, as inevitably they would do time and time again, they would come out from the back room. If the mutt and scale didn't put the gun down, because a lot of them thought, no, no, this is it's like in the movies. They came out of nowhere. This this, this little Schmendrick uh, vendor here, uh, Cohen, who I smacked around a few times and robbed at gunpoint. What, what are these, his sons? Come on. This is fantasy, not reality. And then they aimed that sort of shotgun right at the guy's head and blew their head off their shoulders. And then dragged the body outside and laid out there in the gutter, right? They were bleeding out. And everybody in the neighborhood knew, ooh, stakeout squad here, better known as the NYPD shotgun squad. It got disbanded after the infamous Lofts Candy shop robbery when they greeted the perps with a wonderful saying, April Fools, MFers. Great unit. Great unit stopped all these robberies of jewelry stores, sneaker stores, liquor stores. I mean, in the Crown Heights riots, right? You forget the pogroms. Crown Heights, I was there. The first places that the mob hit, the jewelry store, the sneaker store, and then the liquor store. But this old stakeout squad was so effective. A great unit. And then Mayor Lindsay, Jelly Belly Lindsay, back in the 60s, ordered his police commissioner, Leary, who he brought in from Philadelphia because he didn't trust anybody here. Uh, and he had him disbanded, 6970. Now, are you going to tell me that we don't need a modern-day stakeout squad, a.k.a. NYPD shotgun squad? You know how quickly the mutts and skulls uh, would trade information and say, man, don't go in there. I saw these guys going back there. And and it wasn't with pool cues, you know, in, the, in, their, in their little bag there. It looked like they were carrying heavy artillery, shotguns. No, we ain't going. We ain't bothering Sidney Cone anymore. That's how they're always Sidney, right? Just like Sid Rosenberg, right? Sidney Cone, the tribe of Cone. And in Park Slope, man, they're hitting all these jewelry stores on 7th Avenue, smashing grabs, and they wave at the camera. 7th Avenue, oh, 7th Avenue, wait, 7th Avenue and 11th Street. Isn't that where Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and his wife Charlene live? Yeah, they have two two homes on there. That's right, overpriced, overvalued. They score their nickel and dime bag from the Rastafarian there, right on the corner of 7th Avenue. Yep, yep, yeah, like they've always done. And what are they going to do? What's Eric Adams going to do, right? All these Democrat, liberal progressives, we don't call the cops, F the police. All cops are bitches and bastards, right, as they put the graffiti up. You see, you said nothing. You said nothing. When you march through the street with Black Lives Matter in the summer of 2020, now big, large mansions, you said nothing. You aided and abated them. You said don't ever call 911. Then they came and they start robbing your your liquor stores, your jewelry stores, 
And watch, they'll start robbing your pot, your pot stores too, your illegal weed stores, right? Because they're going to wait. You sell all day because it's cash and carry. There's no debit cards. There's no credit cards because they can't set up a bank account yet because the federal government has marijuana as a stage one narcotic, according to the DEA, equal to heroin and fentanyl. How stupid is that? But that means you can't set up a bank account. So they're going to be even more robberies. They'll let you work all day like the merchants who sell jewelry or sell liquor or sell sneakers. And then at the end of the day, they come in. And wouldn't it be a welcome relief if all of a sudden the shotgun squad, a.k.a. the stakeout squad, said, Hey, (laughs) April Fool's MFers. Would the liberal and progressives be okay with that? What do you think? I, I, I guess I could easily be their grandfather, their, their, their great-grandfather. What do you think, Ryan? What do you think, Ava? What do you think, Kevin Josh, our weekend producer? You think that would be okay? You know, remember, when you're in the hood, when you're a hood rat in the streets. No, remember, I, I'm the rat star. I'm, I'm not a hood rat. But the hood rats, they always say, yo, man, you rob me, man, I'll kill you. You take what's mine, i kill you, right? It's the law of survival of the streets, Darwinian. Survival of the fittest. And in this case... Sidney Cohen, the jewelry guy, right? He's never seen schlubby. He should be retired. He should be in Boca Raton. He's 79, working every day except on the Sabbath, Saturday. Would be nice to give him a little tactical air support. A renewed, a reinvigorated stakeout squad, a.k.a. NYPD shotgun squad, right in the back, drinking coffee, and then coming out and blasting them into the hereafter. Oh, that's music to my ears. When we come back, more of that, because it's happening all over the country. Unfortunately, it's not happening here. It's happening in Bakersfield, uh, California, which is underwater. It's happening in Florida, but it's not happening here. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. When he's sticking you, and taking all your money. Give me the loop, give me the loop. Give me the loop, give me the loop. Give me the loop, give me the loop. Who was it? Hakeem Jeffries. When uh, he had that... Uh, Slam dunk victory to become uh, the replacement for Nancy Pelosi, the future Speaker of uh, the House. Was quoting Biggie here, you know, talking about, show me the loot, show me the loot. Biggie was selling crack to pregnant women in the housing projects. Never had to. Should have never. But then again, you know, he had to have street cred. His mother raised him, sent him to Catholic schools, right? Single parent. He went to where? Lachlan High School. Who else went to Lachlan High School? Our own Rudy Giuliani. And yeah, Tish Gangs. Yeah, she went there too. But he decided halfway through, he said, Mom, I don't want to go to Lachlan anymore. But you're doing well. You're getting a good education. Now I want to go to Westinghouse, man. I want to hang out with my homie Jay-Z, you know, man. I want to be a degenerate hip-hop monster. I want to I want to sling crack to pregnant women. I want to talk trash. And his mother, imagine his mother. I worked so hard to send you to Lachlan. The Christian brothers who straighten you out. In bed, die, do or die, and you want to go to Westinghouse by choice? 
Yeah, yeah, Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah, yeah. Keep telling him. Yeah, man, I grew up listening to Biggie. Yeah, yeah, Eric Adams. Yeah, Biggie, show me the loot. What, what does that mean, show me the loot? You walk into the store, you got your 9mm fully loaded, you got your fanny pack not around your waist. No, you got your fanny pack over your shoulder because you got your 9 in the fanny pack with your clips, with your reefer, and with your money, right? Oh, no, come on, Curtis, you're stereotyping. No, I'm profiling because that's how I've saved my life and other people's life. If you look like it, you walk like it, you act like it, you are it. This is the hero of Hakeem Jeffries, right? The future speaker of the house. This is who Eric Adams said, man, I was listening to Biggie Man when I was preparing to take, you know, take the test to be NYPD. Really? This guy is promoting crime, robbery, stick-up, selling crack to pregnant women. And they got a mural to him in Bed-Stuy, do or die. Enough of this nonsense. Enough of this. You see, you need somebody like me, man, a cold bus. Because, see, you make whitey-whiteys out there. You're like, oh, but if I say that, they'll call right, right, and they'll call you racist. Right, Ava, they'll call you racist. they give you the big, I can't say that. Because then they start yelling at me, badgering me, bullying me. What are you talking about? That's Biggie. And you know, Sliwa, he steps to them. He said, don't be talking that trash, man. Go ahead. You want to go for yours? Man, you think because I'm white, I'm stupid? I'm not suggesting you get locked up on Rikers like I did. I wouldn't why. Maybe you, no, no, maybe you hipsters and millennials, you need that to be a Maytag to one of these monsters of mayhem. You know, dormitory, you know. Hey, Ryan, shine my shoes, right? I want you to get that uh, toothbrush and I want you to, I want you to clean my sneakers, right, Ryan? And maybe I'll leave you, I'll leave your tuchus alone, all right, Ryan? And by the way, your commissary, that's mine. Because you're mine. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. And if you give me any lip, I'll call you a racist, and then everybody else in the joint will kill you. See, Ryan, you got well, you got to know how to step up to them. Huh? That will be like certain death for you, Ava. I don't want to do that to you. Kevin Droch back there, you know, he's like, no, I'm not going to Rikers, right? <laughs> all this nonsense. And all of you buy into this nonsense. There he is. One of the highest levels, heartbeat away from the presidency. He will soon be the Speaker of the House when the Democrats get the majority. It goes back and forth in the House. Hakeem Jeffries, his hero is Biggie Smalls. Eric Adams, his hero is Biggie Smalls. I'm law and order. I'm the crime fighter. But, you know, I repeat what Biggie was talking about, which is show me the loot, steal, rob, pistol whip. That's right. And sell crack to pregnant women. Most of you, most of you folks out there, you don't know. You, well, Biggie, he's got a mural. Oh, he said Biggie, Biggie. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 sure. Sure. Oh, oh, yeah, Nas. Oh, Nas, he's like a poet. Yeah, really. Queensbridge Projects, blood, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, oh, Tupac. Oh, Tupac. He, he's like this. This Jesus Christ and this Tupac Shakur. Not. Let me straighten you out. Let's go to the phone, though, because I've been, uh, I've been guilty of blabber, vocia, verbosa, because I had to do it last night. We only had two people in the house. The number one news talk station in the name. I guess people don't want to work. 
They're here 9 to 5 Monday. There's thousands of people. Hey, what's your name? I never saw you here before. Well, you know, I'm a podcaster. What the hell is a podcast? This is a live radio program, all hands on deck, and we knocked it out the house. We had one of our best programs because we learned to do more with less. Something that the hamsters and millennials, oh, please, I want to work at home. I don't want to go outside. I want to wear masks. I want to wear the pants. Oh, God, if I get that new variant, oh, I might die. Give me a booster. Give me a booster. Wait, you could have, uh, you could have stroke. You could have heart attacks from the boost. Give me a booster. Please boost me. Just like Joe Biden. Where did I leave those? Oh, there's a top secret paper. So, uh, how many boosters has he got? You know, maybe you don't want to take boosters, right? You look at the president. He, every week he's getting another booster with a dumb smile on his face. Hey, boost this, pal. Anyway, let's go to Brian and Yonkers. Your turn to be heard here at WABC. Brian. Hi, Curtis. Um, Cardinal Dillon, as well-intentioned as he is, I think he's kidding himself. Um, these uh, invaders coming over the southern border, they may fill the, the pews in the, at the mass, at the masses, but they do not contribute. The same thing happened back in the 70s and 80s when uh, it caused the Lady of Mercy Parish to close, that one that covered the area. You had the uh, Donalds on the East Fordham Road. It caused my old high school, uh, the grammar school, to close. What high school? What high school is that, Brian? What high school? Oh, St. Nick's of Tontine, right over where Oh, that's the, where uh, I started the Guardian Angels, right there. Yeah. Andrews. Yeah. Right there in that storefront. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, but wait, we got we to pay tribute. The only supporter I had then at the time was the Monsignor of St. Nicholas of Tontine, right on West Fordham Road in University. And mm-hmm. the cops said, yo, you have anything to do with the Guardian Angels, we're not going to help you out, uh, Monsignor. He goes, you know, I don't need you. I got a twenty-two right in my ankle, <laughs> which he did. And he blasted many of them who tried to rob him on the way of making the deposit from the Sunday Masses. That's right. But go ahead. Go ahead. Well, um, the uh, high school closed. The grammar school moved into the high school building. And then the grammar school had to close. And it's because, I'm sorry to say, they do not pay tuition. They all claim they pay something, but the overwhelming majority do not. And they do not contribute to the baskets in the mass. So they're going to fill the pews, sure, but they don't contribute. Yeah, but let's face it. Let's face it, Brian. Mm -hmm. Without the new wave of Catholics who believe the propaganda because they're poor and impoverished, they're not educated well, You know, they really believe, oh, oh, yeah, you know, infallibility. The Pope is infallible. Get out of here, Pope Francis. He's more in line with Che Guevara than he is with Jesus Christ. The guy was a bouncer outside of a strip club and a gin mill in Buenos Aires. And then all of a sudden, he's the Pope. He's infallible. Oh, Curtis, how can you say that? He's 83. Retire. You know, like the German Shepherd retired, right? Oh, the German Shepherd died. A Nazi boy. He was looking up at the gun sites in World War II at American flyers and English flyers. Yeah, but he's the Pope. You know, he's infallible. No, he's not. No, he's not. Let's go, if we can, to uh, Rick in Elmwood Park. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Rick. Hey, Curtis, average global temperature has been falling since 2016, so technically global warming is over. <laughs> yeah, tell that to the people in California, Rick. That's a local weather event. Oh, local so weather. Sure it is. Sure it is. Local weather event. Eight years in a row, the highest temperatures we've ever had in recorded time. Huh, Rick? What's that? 
Recorded time since when, Curtis? Oh, no. It's, it's nothing to it. Uh, glacier, wait, 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 wait. Glaciers melting, that's normal? Glaciers have been melting for 15 uh, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So and it's nothing, the there's nothing age. contributing to this, right? It's none, none of this is man-made, right, Rick? Check one fact, Curtis. We What's just it? had a record-breaking hurricane drought from 2005 to 2017. Oh, is this, any of this man-made? That's all he's got. Yeah, yeah, some of it. You know, no, 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 no. No, it's, it's all Mother Nature. You know, it comes in cycles. Yeah, tell that in California. <laughs> a drought for a few years, and now more water than they know what to do with. Oh no, it's, no, it's Mother Nature. It's not no global warming, climate change. Oh yeah, you burn fossil fuel. Where does it go? To go up? Wait, there's an ozone layer there, right? Does it keep it? No. No, no, there's none of that. You're making that up, right? What the hell's happened all over the, the planet? Well, it's a normal cycle. You know, there used to be an ice age. Remember, everyone was freezing their tuchus off. Then you'd have to play the Immigrant song of Led Zeppelin when the Norsemen came over, right? Where they had all that clothing on, you know. They had all the... Uh, oh, I can't say that. My wife would get upset because then it required killing animals and covering yourself with animal skins. Viking style. Oh, you're not going to want to miss animal welfare tonight. We got like 20 subjects to discuss in an hour's time. It is the most looked forward to, most participated, most called in of the of any of the shows that I do when I do the Quinella all weekend long. Well, we need to expand it, man. People are interested in animals more than they are in people. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you prefer, your cats, your dogs, or your children, your grandchildren, your husband, your wife? Oh, no, I, I want to take care you see, what's her name? Uh, I'm always forgetting her name. I really hate her with a passion. Number one, songstress bequeathed $96 million to her cat. Her cat. Leona Helmsley, the most despicable woman ever existed in the world. The little people, little people pay taxes. She bequeathed her money to a little doggy. Because people, most times, they like their, they like their animals more than they like their people. Oh, what the hell? Come on, there, you hipsters and millennials. Who am I talking about there? Yeah, the man hated there. She she has boyfriends. Oh, Taylor Swift. I, I don't know why I can't remember her name. She has boyfriend after boyfriend. I don't know why you'd want to be your boyfriend because then she gets upset with you, writes a song about you, and you can't even hang your head with pride anywhere. You have to go to Serbia. You got to go to Macedonia. You got to go to Montenegro. And even there, they know you. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Start my mission, leave my residence, thinking how I God, right, and there's a lot of clutter there, you know, in between segments. A lot of fill. Chris Libertini, you know, he's been running that promo on me for like two years now. You think he could get a new promo? Think he could actually work? All during the day, I see thousands of people here. I don't know what they do. Uh, oh, we do podcasts. I heard the heckle and jekyll before that. I couldn't even understand what the hell those two guys were talking. You think anybody listens to those podcasts? Let's be real. Come on. They listen to WABC, talk radio, number one in the nation. They want the live program. Everybody, podcasts. Yeah, I'm a, uh, yeah my plumber does a podcast. You got to listen to my podcasts. No, I don't. My dentist, before, before I pull out your tooth, you know I got a podcast. Really? Uh, I ain't listening to your podcast. 
You never do anything in life if you had to listen to all these podcasts about nothing. It's like Seinfeld. He's a podcast about nothing. Thousands of people here, podcast. Last night, only two people. And we were broadcasting globally. Two people, Broadway, Bill Lee, and yours truly, Curtis Lee, where he knocked it out of the park. Oh, we need all these people here, Joe. Oh, what are they doing? Podcasts. Podcast. What the hell is a podcast, right? This is radio, this thing of ours that is so intimate that it's a connection between you, the listeners, and we, the broadcasters. Podcast? Man. All right, knock yourself out doing all these podcasts in which eight people listen. You know, it's like, yeah, here, thousands, hundreds of thousands listen to the live broadcast globally, internationally, regionally. Hey, let's get focused here, huh? And all these smoking mirrors. Everywhere. Ah, podcasts. These, like comedy clubs. Remember, there used to be comedy clubs everywhere. Oh, you got to do, uh, you know, open mic. Yeah, oh, everybody wanted to be a... Uh, you can't even find a comedy show now. Caroline's closed. Can't even find them. It's a trend. You know, everybody getting on board. Oh, podcast. Podcast, nothing. This is live and local radio. I don't care if the suits. Anybody tells me, don't talk about that. That's what I believe, and I've been permitted to say that. Thank God. We have free speech here at WABC. Not for everything. Anyway, let's go back to um, what I want to bring back because of all these uh, jewelry store, liquor store, sneaker store robberies at gunpoint. The old NYPD shotgun squad, the stakeout squad. I mean, look at California, right? There's an 80-year-old guy. He's a store owner. He's working the evening shift right in Riverside. Any of you ever been out in Riverside? You know, you you end up uh, driving all the way out to Vegas, you know, past Bartow. Oh, my God. That's like, that's where all the bikers hang out, the Scorpions, Death Valley. This guy has a store. He's 80 years old, and he's working the night shift. And he sees vis-a-vis the TV cameras, these three white guys, they get out of their SUVs, they put on their ski masks, they're coming in with AK-47s. You you call the police in Riverside, you'll be waiting for years. They're never coming out there. You know, they don't even have enough cops to be in the precinct, never mind to respond to 911 calls. So what does he do? The good old-fashioned American thing. You're coming into my store to rob me, I get you before you get me. Crying like little Mama Luke's. He shot the guy's arm off, and all three of these mutts went to the nearby hospital where the cops caught up with him, clipped him, and then the 80 year old guy, still working. Has put every nickel, diamond, pen, penny into this uh, this uh, grocery store that he has in Riverside. He explained why he did what he did, which is what more Americans have got to start doing. I just did what I had to do. I would always protect my employees, my customers, myself. This instance, fortunately, I was there by myself, so I had to worry about that. And I took care of it, and that was that. That's it. Took care of it, and that was that. He got a beat on them before they got a beat on him. You saw him cry. <laughs> Shut the arm off. And they did. T- they put it back. At probably great expense to the sucker taxpayers in California, right? Why did they reattach it? They should have let him walk around. Everybody would know. Oh, see that guy walked in that store, right? Now he doesn't have an arm. 
You better not mess with that old codger. And then last night we were getting calls from Polk County in Florida, where a lot of our listeners uh, fled to. Uh, They lived in Pennsylvania. They lived in uh, Brooklyn. They lived in Staten Island. They lived up in Newburgh. They fled to Polk County, and they were praising uh, what it's like in DeSantis land in Florida, but especially the sheriff in Polk County. Why? Because this is what he tells everybody in Polk County, the good, the bad, the evil. I would tell them if you value your life, you probably shouldn't do that in Polk County because the people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. And they're going to be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. And if you try to break into their homes to steal, to set fires, I'm highly recommending they blow you back out of the house with their guns. So leave the community alone. Oh, that's music to my ears. You see, these senior citizens, they're strapped. Stand your ground. Stand your ground because at least they're honest in Florida. They'll, they'll let you know there'll never be enough law enforcement. There'll never be enough municipal cops, county uh, deputy sheriffs, state cops. There just won't be. They have a budget that's less than the budget of the city of New York. City of New York, $102 billion. You know that's going to grow. Less of a budget than the city because they, they tell people you got to do a lot for yourself. This is This is a self-help state. You know, we can provide, but, you know, when they're coming through your door, by the time we get there, you're in the body bag. You're being taken to the morgue. Instead, here, take a gun. We train you how to use it. They come through your door, shoot them right between the eyes. Preferably, they die so we don't have to give them three hots and a cot, free optical, free dental, free trips to the legal law library in order to find the nuance in the law so they can file an appeal with a jailhouse lawyer, and then free trips to the gym where they can work on their physique at taxpayers' expense, right? I mean, that's the way it should be. Goes way back, we had an election here years and years ago when some Democrats were conservative. I'll never forget. They called him a greaseball. Mario Procaccino. He lived up there in the Bronx. Some say Westchester. You know, there's a little sliver there. You could call it Bronx or Westchester. And he was uh, running against John Lindsay for mayor, one of the worst mayors we ever had. Uh, in fact, he coined the phrase limousine liberal. And he was at a community meeting, and they really disparaged him. He was the son of a shoemaker, uh, and they called him a greaseball because he had a lot of that Bertoli olive oil in his hair, you know, second press, virgin olive oil. And he said, Mario, what are you going to do if somebody comes uh, into your house? He goes, well, of course, I got my gun. I'm going to shoot him and kill him. It's the last time you heard a Democrat say that in New York City. In the meantime, you had at that time a state senator who was running a Republican candidate, uh, John Markey. You know, he's a Patricio. I don't deal with these. I don't deal with these street issues. I'm an intellect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that helped against Lindsay, right? Got reelected, and he destroyed the city. And you know what? By claiming he was a New York Mets fan, he knew nothing about baseball. Like some of the people around here, like Eric Adams. Oh, I'm a Mets fan. 
The Mets had just won the World Series, 69 World Series, the Miracle Mets. They beat Baltimore unexpectedly. They then had the parade through the Canyon of Heroes. And his press secretary said, man, you're losing so far in the polls. You're going to get on. You're going to get on that float. You're going to profess you're a Met fan. You're going to put a Met hat on. You're going to go right now. You're going to go into the locker room. You're going to walk up to every Met. You're going to pat him on the back. That's right. You did it for New York City. And you're going to walk up to Gil Hodges, the manager. And he said, who's Gil Hodges? He said, just follow me. I'll point him out to you. Naturally, Gil Hodges, degenerate smoker, you know, who's this pretty boy? Photo op. That's all they wanted. Photo op. Eric Adams down at the border. Photo op. That's all these politicians want. Joe Biden down at the border. Photo op. Photo op. Photo op. Democrats, Republicans, McCarthy, Speaker of the House, right? Bakersfield is underwater in California. You think McCarthy should be in California taking care of his constituents? No, I'm doing the business of the people. I'm here to get wine dined and pocket lined by all the lobbyists and make sure that George Santos stays here because I only have a three-person majority. Knuckleheads. Don't get me smarter with that guy. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be the future president. Half in the bag, smashed. He did his He did his Christmas New Year's message from Dwumfracket, Governor Murphy. And you look at him, his eyes were rolling in the back of the head. He was disheveled. He was smashed. Oh, but you couldn't elect Citarelli in New Jersey. No, no, Murphy. <laughs> Gold mine sacks, right? First it was Corazine screwed you as governor. What was on his resume? Oh, he's the CEO of Goldmine Sachs. What do they do with Goldmine Sachs other than lay people off like they just did on Wednesday? Is they sell you stock, and Ryan, you go in there, oh, who's your broker? Oh, Goldmine Sachs. Meantime, you bought the stock, and then they short you as you walk out the door so they can't lose. And you schmuck, you lose, you say, what happened? They say, it's a gamble, you know. So now you have Corzine, Murphy, Goldmine Sachs, and now they got Fulop in the bullpen. Friend of our own gnome laden, he lives in the Heights, you know, up with the, the hipsters and millennials in Jersey City, not in the hood, up there in the Heights. Yeah, I'm going to be the next governor. Over my dead body, Fulop. Yeah, you could text it out. Curtis's body will be dead because I'll be governor. No, Citarelli will be governor before you, pal. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Now, this is the second Frank Sinatra song that I play. This will be every time I talk about George Santos, that fake phony fraudulent Fugazi from Brazil, I might add, who is now claiming that he was an all star volleyball player at Baruch. You know, where Sid went and J-Lo went, Sid had a shop in number two, Pencil. Imagine the guy said, you know, uh, from Brazil, Ipanema, if any of you have ever been there, have Guardian Angels in Rio, you go along the beach, Copacabana, Ipanema. Ipanema, they have all the nets up in which they play volleyball because the Brazilians are very good internationally in volleyball, both men and women, non-binary. Uh, I guess there are so many teams now, especially in Rio, man. It's freaky deaky. I mean, what are you? I'm whatever you want me to be. You're going to pay money? Hey, 
you from Italy. Why are you sitting with that little girl there in the hotel lobby? She's like, what, nine years old? Well, we can do it here. We can't do it back in Italy. It's a haven for pervs and pedophiles. But anyway, I digress. So I want to know why from Jersey Joe Piscopo, why he doesn't play south of the border on the show, which is my theme now every time I talk about Eric Adams, Swagger Man, with no plan down in El Paso, and the cool song about Brazil when we talk about George Santos, that person of no consequence. And you won't answer me, Jersey Joe Piscopo. A great show, two hours. You don't want to miss it, six to eight. You know, sponsored by Ramsey Mons. He plays all the great two. I never hear these two songs. Because cause you hate Sinatra. Oh, yeah, I had beef with Sinatra's peeps. You know, Westchester County Playhouse. You know, with the Carlo Gambino and all the Gambino guys. That doesn't mean that I don't recognize that he's a good singer, right? And that I conflate the issues with the song. I can't get a straight answer. Maybe I'm going to have to do it with Vinnie Madugno coming up next from 5 to 6 because he'll be seeing Jersey Joe. Jersey Joe will probably avoid me. You know, he doesn't want enough. You know nothing about Sinatra, Sliwa. But I want to know why this song doesn't play on Jersey Joe Piscopo's show, 6 to 8, huh? Right? This is the George Santos theme song. So George Santos claims he played against Yale and Harvard. He was an NCAA champion. And then he had knee replacement surgery because, you know, he's spiking at the net. Knee replacement surgery. You would have thought somebody would have said, how old are you? Uh, 32, if we can believe that. And you were an NCAA champion volleyball player who went to Baruch. Who the hell goes to Baruch to play volleyball? You know, that's like... uh, that's like having a contest between Harvey Milk High School and basketball and, uh, what can I say? Oh, yeah, Regis High School, right? All the brainiacs with Fauci. I think when he played basketball there, he was the starting guard. They were like 0-36. and 36. I'd love to see a high school game between Regis High School and Harvey Milk High School, right? The score would be like 0-0, but I'm a, I'm a, a CHSL champion, you know, nonsense. Nobody questioned him on that. Oh, you graduated Baruch? I see on your resume you were an NCAA champion volleyball player who actually helped Baruch beat Harvard and Yale. They don't even play. That's Ivy League. And nobody, oh, look, it sounds good. Plus, you know, it's hard for me to get around. I had knee replacement surgery. You're 32 years old. Yeah, well... You know, all that spiking at the net. And they just kept drinking the George Santos Kool-Aid, proving that they're suckers galore and that you will absorb anything from the sucker who's on your team. So if it's a Republican, you, you, you accept anything. If it's a Democrat, you accept anything. I mean, look at this. You're stuck with George Santos as a Republican. You're stuck with Joe Biden as a Democrat. At the Ebenezer Baptist Church today, it was so sad as he's giving a speech. And then sitting behind him is the congressman who is actually coming up with the excuse claiming that, oh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, the deep state, the Republican deep state, they probably planted those uh, papers, you know, in his office at the University of Pennsylvania and in the garage with his Corvette. They probably planted it there. The same congressman who, back in 2011, 
in a congressional hearing, said he was worried that Guam would sink from all the people and the Marines that are based there. This is what it's gotten down to, ladies and gentlemen. So how about being an independent-minded, free thinker, and stop siding with the propaganda? The Republicans are wrong, the Democrats are wrong, and they got to be called out. And apparently, the only one here at WABC willing to do that is yours truly, Curtis Lee. So...